Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 361. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, some Tony Scaries. <laughs> it's uh, it's it was more scary for me than it's it's not really like a scary story. But uh, the uh, other day I was driving and I'm in one of the HOAs that I maintain, and I was driving up the road and I was in kind of like a little. It was kind of like it was it was a cul-de-sac, I guess. It was like a kind of a little like it was in a neighborhood, but then you'd go up the little a little incline and then you'd turn left and then there was like, you know, eight houses that was a cul-de-sac, you know, anyway. So I'm driving, I was going over there to turn around and I'm driving, and as I was driving, I realized, oh shit, I got a there was something I went to go reach for, which was like a notepad or something, because I needed to get it out to start uh to jot some stuff down that I needed to see. And all of a sudden <laughs> Right as I grab it, I feel the car hit the curb and I bolt up and I was about to take out three mailboxes. That's a (laughs) federal crime, Tony. I grabbed my wheel and I've never spun my wheel so fast in my life. And I was certain, and I mean certain, that the front right of my car was going to hit this mailbox and I missed it. And I remember I had to like take a moment, park the car and like get out and just like walk for like two minutes. I was like... I had to regain my composure because I was like, holy shit, because I, all I kept thinking about was how bad it would have been if I would have hit those mailboxes because it's like, number one, I would have fucked up the car a little bit. You have the number postmaster two, general come after you. Yeah, number two, I would have definitely fucked up someone's mailbox and then it would have been like the HOA that I maintains mailboxes. So somebody would have been like, what the fuck happened? Like, how do you do that? And then like all sorts of things would have like been rising and it, it was a scenario that I'm glad I don't have to ever really worry about but it made me want to share it because it was like just like it woke me up quicker than i think any sort of coffee could because it was like i was like holy shit like my whole body was shaking because it was like of how close and how certain i was that i was going to hit that mailbox but uh you know i just wanted to just share that little that little story just because it was like it was scary i mean it's 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 life is you know they say football is a game of inches just life in general is a game of inches and it's like i i think a slight i I, like a half a second or less less like i reacted at the absolute perfect time because i i would have for sure hit that mailbox and it was it was scary so i just wanted to share that quick little moment i think a good piece of advice ever is you ever drop anything in like the other seat when we're driving? It's lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let it let it go. Yeah. If you yeah. really need it, you got to pull over or something. Cause yeah, I think everyone's been there where you're oh, like, yeah. no, I can do this. I could keep my eyes on it. And then you're like, okay, I know it's there. If I could just glance for a second, I'll get it. And yeah, it no, never works out right. Definitely right. It's so. definitely something that should have not even come close to happening. But uh, yeah. You know, it makes me think of the Jonathan Taylor Thomas Christmas movie where he's on the side of the road and a guy driving a, you know, a wet bandit car drops a tomato from his cheeseburger on the floor of the car and he's trying to get it and his car goes to the shoulder and he's about to run him over. Yeah, that wouldn't have been bad. Pretty close. Yeah, there was, was a kid's movie. I don't think yeah. they allowed it. No, uh, but hijinks did ensue. So glad he didn't hit those mailboxes and 
Yeah, me too. I don't know who the postmaster general is, but he looked like he was pretty mean to Newman. Could only imagine. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland would have thought you were real cool, though. That's true. Yeah. Um, or the is that true? Is that a stand what? by me thing? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um, we've got some other stuff to move on to. Something about Vince McMahon. Yeah, so we don't really talk about wrestling too often on this podcast. You guys Although remember it last seems time? like the last like five yeah. weeks, Andy's been talking about. Uh, you, yeah, you stepped on what I was going to say. Do you remember the last time we talked about wrestling? Yeah, uh, it was last week where the WWE made a deal with Netflix. So uh, the Monday Night Raw will be on Netflix going forward at some point, uh, and then just a few short days later, uh, ac- more accusations come out about uh, Vince McMahon, who is. Uh, I mean, he has sold the WWE to a uh, the, the same company that owns the UFC, but he was still on the board and still had influence there. Um, and he he initially resigned a few years ago after some accusations about sexual assault and other you know misdeeds. Uh, but just kind of like he went away for a while and then kind of took over the company again. Um, but this time, there really were two salacious. Um, I mean, one one of the the women who came forward here she broke her deal or whatever she got paid off a lot of money and now she's like still coming back and uh accusing uh some terrible stuff basically just kind of he made her uh not only give sexual favors to himself but to other people in the company um other people that i think are no longer with the company um and um i would say if if there's anyone listening with the with the kid uh skip past the next 30 seconds uh one of the Crazier things in this uh, allegation was uh, one of the things he did to this woman was uh, uh, shit on her face. So, what? Um, Come yeah. on. No. So, you, yep, there's no way. Like, how does that happen? Well, well, that's that's a thing uh, that apparently Vince McMahon was was into. Um, and, yeah. Um, so, that's pretty bad. And uh, he has now resigned for real <laughs> from the board of this new company and is just... Gonna be gone from from it. He's now a lot of the people still go to Bora yeah. Bora or something or France where they're into that. A lot of the people that are still higher ups in that corporation, including his his son in law Triple H, uh, you know, were there while this happened, and just they're just like, all right, we'll just move on. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, it's pretty crazy that uh, this happened that quick. The conspiracy theory is, of course, the WWE, the company that owns WWE, was holding on to this until after the Netflix thing, and they kind of ensured Netflix, like, hey. We have a way to get this guy out of the company. We're going to hold on to it. And how? It's like, okay, Netflix is like, all right, cash that in right now. And now how they do did. You, and now. How do you do that? How do you say, hey, come over here, Susan. Uh, yeah. I got an errand for you. Okay, what do you need me to get you a coffee or something? Not quite. Um, <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm not going anywhere. And I want you to get, like, lie down. I mean, I don't think it's a like uh, functional thing. I don't think it's like... Yeah, you know, I just don't want to use the toilet right now. I think it, it, it is a, a a sexual thing, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> she still, wouldn't she be like, no, leave? Well, she felt she couldn't say no, you know? She was getting was money. Was she getting she was, a huge bonus? I believe she was getting paid a good amount to do nothing. Um, that was kind of... She's doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe she got millions of dollars in this, um, you know, millions of dollars of hush money, and now that she's... I don't know if she's going to forfeit that money or not, but... Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, we should let people be open with uh, their what they enjoy and stuff. 
Not not that one. Like, <laughs> no, nah, no, we should well, shame people. Like, no. If that's your thing in your own home and someone else likes it too. Not, not even there because <laughs> you don't know who's going to visit that home and later date. Well, I hope they'd clean it up. I don't yeah. know. People are weird. Uh, that's That's what it boils down to, but that's on another level. But why? Yeah. I don't know. Would Andy? Would you allow someone to do that for a million dollars in your account? Okay, office? okay. Well, now we're doing we're doing the, the money thing. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to put a price out there. Uh, but well, I, I guarantee you, in 1981, he gave her like fourteen thousand dollars. No, this was actually all pretty recent, which is like makes what? it even grosser because yeah, he's like a, he's a 70, skeleton. I just looked, he's like seventy six or seventy eight. He does not look good. He looks like he's melting. This like was like twenty twenty or something? Yeah, this was some recent stuff. Hmm. So he wasn't doing it during his prime of WWE? Oh, I'm sure he was doing worse shit. I don't know. Those yeah, people were all fucking true. freaks. Some of those people are probably yeah. dead too by now. I mean I feel like haven't some oh, like yeah. famous wrestling women died and well, stuff? Well the the executive that he was he he told her that she has to give this one executive a blowjob every morning, um, and that guy was John Laurinaitis. Do you remember that name? You're an Ohio State sound, fan. Sound yeah. Uh, James Laurinaitis played Ohio State. Was his, that was his uncle. Oh. Um, so his dad was in was an actual wrestler, and his uncle was a wrestler, and then later an executive there. But it was like uh, all these people's names are being <laughs> destroyed here. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, is this that's though terrible. the kind of thing where you just say it over lunch and everyone has a laugh, or are you actually like I'm going to be there at 8 a.m. and I want to see this. I think like, she did it. I mean, I don't think she's following up on these things. Yeah, I don't think she's like submitting a timesheet and being like, I <laughs> did it. Um, also, what's crazy to me, too, is like you think about that girl. I mean, I don't know how long that would go on where she was giving this guy a, a blowjob every morning. But does it like I mean, does that make it so she like did she have a boyfriend, a husband? Like, did it make it so she didn't have like really much of a dating life? Because she I mean, who knows? I, I didn't look too much into it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's super bad weird. stuff. I don't know. Um, but it was it was worth talking about because we talked about wrestling last week and just I don't think the timing is a coincidence. I do think this was like Netflix is like, all right, we got the rights. Kill him now. We got this yeah. like dirt on him. Release it. Um, huh. That's that's my guess. Yeah. All right. Um, well, what do you got on Taylor Swift? Uh, what's the next story? Ooh, yeah, this is also involving some weird sex shit here. So this is a what? this is a rated MA. Jeez, uh, Andy. This is a podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is real. This is adult entertainment yeah. tonight. <laughs> so, are you unaware of this story? I all I know is uh, that yeah, she's the greatest thing for the NFL, and they're so yeah. proud. This is that she's independent. A fan. This is independent of the NFL, but this is actually like real. Uh, this is getting into like politics too, like the, like real government action. Uh, so there was, and even like Elon Musk is involved now. Um, so there was a batch of Taylor Swift AI pornographic pictures that circulated through the internet over the past couple weeks. Um, and I guess heavily on Twitter, which is why Elon Musk got involved. He's like, we need to hire people to stop this, but. Um, it became like a big controversy, like, oh, my God, this is the first real big one of, of AI pornography. And it's, you know, this is going to change the world and everything. And, uh, well, I was curious, not for not for any like, <laughs> oh boy. you know, personal reasons, <laughs> but just like, his, hey, uh, I want to pre-production research. Yeah, I want to I want to know what this is about. I got to see what this is. And I was able to find uh, th- these pictures. And so have you, any of you ever seen any of these AI pictures? I have, but not like new like ones. A, you give I, a prompt and it 
generate I, something. I've seen the pictures where it's like a house party, and it's kind of creepy how real like the te- like but then the there people are, at the party look. There are always weird details. Like someone will have like an arm around them that like it's, no one else is there. It's just like an arm around their shoulder because oh, the AI doesn't really know. Like, well, that arm should be connected to a person. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. People will have six fingers and stuff like that. So there's a lot of weirdness there. Hmm. Um, but that's what they use to to do this. And um, I have to say, uh, this is not a threat. These were fucking cartoons. Like they looked, they looked like cartoons. No one's ever going to fall for that. Like, oh my god, did you see these pictures? You'd be surprised. I can't believe she did this. It's like, no, this is like not not even close. It, they, it looks like cartoons. Well, this looks- is also AI one. Wait till you know Alan sure, Iverson is sure. in his thirteenth year. Um, <laughs> but it did remind me. Um, I don't know if you guys know too much about uh, pornography, but there are a couple of things that have already existed. Um, one that's very weird. I think I probably talked to Tony about this at some point, but uh, there's a lot of cartoon porn. On the oh yeah. Oh, uh, usually involving the Simpsons for some reason. <laughs> and it's always <laughs> hilarious. So like people, people like this. Um, and people then, are weird. And then uh, another thing is uh, there's a lot of like Photoshop where people like put someone's uh, face on an actual yeah. real picture. And I have to say those look more convincing than this AI I, I shit so there should be no moral panic about any of this shit like who who cares um but yeah like i said eli musk got involved i think some like pe- government people were like yeah we need to shut this down this is real dangerous i'm like no it's not this well is, this is wasn't dumb. he the this one saying fucking drawing. you know ai is gonna be uh you ever see terminator kind of a thing going and then they're like you know what the dinosaurs still have to move forward they're people now and and they live among us with the ai is that isn't that what happened who who said that? What? I'm I'm referencing a bunch of different things. So in Jurassic Park, isn't um, oh the life finds a way guy Jeff Goldblum? He goes before yeah. the Congress and is like, you got to shut down the island. You got to you got to yeah. stop it. It's too late. That's what Elon Musk did with AI, and now it's already yeah. happened. And they are the AI is going to find that skeleton arm from the past that was from the future, and we're fucked. Well, I remember uh, Joe Biden watched Mission Impossible and he's like, all right, everyone, got to have a meeting. This shit could be real. Yeah. And Tom Cruise isn't. So we're going to have to figure out we don't want any rogue AIs. So uh, hmm. but if that's all rogue AIs are doing are, are making cartoon nudity, like I think I think we'll be OK. Well, I, I think they'll continue to get smarter. They'll remove that sixth finger eventually. Yeah, right? definitely. They'll learn. But what happens if you're... Um, that one relief pitcher who did have six fingers. Remember that? No. The, the relief pitcher had six Born fingers. Born in Chernobyl like, or something? Like, did that make his <laughs> curveball better? But Did it? Maybe. He should have been like a pianist or a guitarist or something, right? That extra I finger, mean, you can get a whole lot more work done. I'm looking it up. This is just in your dream world, Andy. Antonio Alfonseca. See? Nicknames, Six Fingers. When did he play? How original. Oh, wow. Played for the Marlins, played for the Cubs, the Braves. So from the 97 to 2006. 129 saves. Really? That's actually not Mm -hmm. bad. Actually, you know what? That name sounds familiar now that I think about Alfonseca. He won the Rolaids Relief Man Award. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, he was a World Series champion in 97 too with the Marlins. Good for him. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Daily Show is getting a familiar face back. Yeah, John Stewart is returning to The Daily Show. Uh, not full-time, though. 
he will be doing the Monday episode. Um, I don't know when it starts. I don't know if it's like this week, next week. I actually should look it up. Uh, but only through the election because he is like, I guess, semi-retired. He did he did that Apple show that then he quit. Um, but that was also like, I don't know, 10 episodes a year or something. He didn't do the very many of them. Um, but yeah, he, he initially left the Daily Show in 2015 because he's like, I don't want to do another presidential election. Uh, but now here he is signing up for a presidential election. Uh, so uh, that's that's the big reason he's coming back. But I wonder how much money they're giving him because I think they were Daily Show is kind of stuck. Um, one of the one of the guys that was like a candidate to uh, take over had a whole like uh, controversy where he was like lying in a stand up and people got mad at him and uh, you know the last guy quit and then so I think they're kind of desperate. But they'll they'll still have other hosts for the other days of the week, but. We'll have to see how this goes. I mean, I, I I watched The Daily Show every day as intended um, during that era. So well, I definitely enjoyed his his work there. Maybe that'll save the day for him. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm interested in this. Um, what's going on with Roadhouse the the remake? Yeah. So if you don't know, they were they're remaking or they have already remade Roadhouse, the uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, 80s classic where he plays a, a bouncer at a rough bar and he's got to beat people up. Uh, so this remake starring Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is, is finished, ready to go. Uh, they put out a trailer this week. I or actually last just week. saw the trailer today. Um, one of the notable things about this movie is that it's uh, the debut of Conor McGregor yeah. as an actor. So He's the bad guy. In it. He like, looks to be one of the goons. that, uh, Like to, the main goon. I, I think so. Because like. the I mean, if I remember the old movie, the main goon does some real damage and, you know, they have to have an end battle. Um, You know what's funny about a really quickly situation like that is like for Conor McGregor to be in a movie where he's a fight, like does fighting against, you know, an actor. But it's like at some point, I'm sure in the movie, he ends up losing. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of funny. He's he's not only going to lose, he's going to get his throat ripped out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the Sandler movie, the basketball movie. Mm. Where um, yeah. Juancho Hernan Gomez has to beat Anthony Edwards. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> where's Juancho Hernan Gomez now? <laughs> He's actually, I think, in a Spanish team. Is I think I just saw that. I think he might be on like Real Madrid or something or Barcelona. Yeah, and Anthony Edwards is, is one of the 10 best now. Like, I don't know. Definitely top 15. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this movie was made for MGM, which is now an Amazon company. And uh, apparently when they first came up with the plans to make this movie, they were promised that it would come out in the movie theater um, because oh that's where people want movies to come out in the movie theater. Um, and it is not going to. It is going straight to Amazon Prime on March 21st. Um, and there was even a story. So a close ago. to St. Patrick's Day, too. Yeah, sure. Um, like a month ago about how uh, the director and Jake Gyllenhaal uh like ambushed Jeff Bezos on his yacht and like forced him to watch the completed movie and be like, you need to change your mind on this. This need, this is so good. It needs to go in theaters. And Bezos watched it and was like, no, if they wanted to go straight to streaming, like, I mean, he's not really, I mean, he's in charge, but he's not like the CEO anymore. And he definitely is not supposed to be making decisions on movies, but, uh, so they're like, no, it's just going to go straight to streaming. Uh, so the director has decided he's going to boycott the, the premiere of the movie and not doing any press for it. Uh, because he's so furious. He wrote this long letter. Uh, pretty insane. Like, it's like, hey, this is a remake of Roadhouse, which is already like, it's a fun movie, but not like an Oscar winning movie. Like, he was like, 
this is really sad because now Jake Gyllenhaal won't be eligible for the Oscars. <laughs> it's like, all right, buddy. And he's like, Conor McGregor has worked so hard to, and it's his acting debut, and now he won't, it won't be in theaters. And it's like, that's, that's all right. Like a lot of these UFC wrestler guys have done a lot of shitty, terrible movies. Um, but it is interesting because, uh, I mean, the director here, he's a, he's a well known, like popular director, made a lot of good movies. Uh, Doug Lyman did, uh, I mean, way back in the day, he did Swingers, but he did like Born Identity and Mr. and Mrs. Smith and uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Like he's made a lot of good movies. He's not some nobody. Um, but I do wonder if people will just not want to work with these companies. Like, well, MGM is going to lie. Like even if they say, yeah, we want to, you know, spend a hundred million dollars on this movie, we'll put it in theaters. They might still, at the end of the day, put it on Amazon Prime. So, uh, I'd love to see how this uh, affects the industry going forward yeah. but and I, I would uh, say too that some of the times like this just sounds like they're trying to get free press but it's going to prime which literally what 90 percent of the country has with amazon prime so they already have access to it most people just want to tune into a throat rip or i'm yeah. sure you know that kind of fun stuff i don't know no one's buying a ticket though yeah. so but it does seem like that that Amazon deal um, was rushed. We're like, hey, we have Amazon Prime now. We need more movies. Why don't we, why don't we buy a movie studio? Because um, I saw they only have like a couple movies scheduled to come out. And one of them was uh, The Beekeeper, which is already out. So like MGM is not what it used to be. I mean, obviously back in like the 1920s, it was the, the, big, the biggest deal. But uh, it seems to be like... The promise of Amazon buying it, putting a lot of money and making a lot of movies is just is not it's not happening. A lot of that's that's kind of the story with a lot of these companies, tech companies and stuff where they spend a lot of money and they're like, eh, let's just fire everyone. That's cool. But that's happening yeah. there. Well, I will watch this on Prime. I don't think I would have seen it in theaters. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal like puts his whole life now into working out. Yeah. Um, so. He'll put on a good show. Hopefully. All right. Uh, we've got a couple trailers to talk about. Let's uh, discuss Tarot. Yeah, this trailer came out this morning, uh, along with another trailer. But uh, it, when I was looking at the schedule of movies coming out this year, it's going to be way light. But it seemed light on horror, which is a disappointment to me because I, like you know, I like to get a good one every month or so. Uh, and there's really not a lot coming out. But uh, this trailer came out I'm like, oh, here's one. Here's... A horror thing. It's uh, about tarot cards. Those are always spooky, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess the the uh, whole thing about tarot cards, and maybe because Tony's into the occult stuff, <laughs> you're never supposed to use someone else's deck. Have you heard that? That that's like, briefly sounds familiar. It's like a curse. Don't use someone else's deck. Uh, and so it's a you know, classic setup. A group of college-age people find another deck and like, hey, let's play around with these. And then they get cursed and they start getting picked off in weird, mysterious ways. And it's like... All right, I'm in. Like, I'll, I'll do this one. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a tale as old as time. Yeah, so it's like, you got me. May 9th is coming out. That's great. Uh, it's still, you know, a few months away, but at least that, that fills in the schedule there. I got another horror thing to look forward to, and then at some point probably watch this out on the couch with, with Tony. Uh, he can pass his own judgment on it. Yeah, I do. the one thing I do know about tarot cards is apparently there's one room at the Queen Mary in Long Beach that's supposed to be like the infamous haunted room or something. And apparently when you stay in there, they you actually are given like it's already set up with like a Ouija board inside and a deck of tarot cards. So, Whoa. yeah, kind of interesting. All right. Kind of spooky. Yeah. 
Well, the last trailer to talk about is the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, no, this is one more for you, I would say. Uh, also for me, but uh, this is a new Guy Ritchie. So this guy's been working like crazy in the last five years. Uh, he's already got a new one out. Another, uh, It's a World War II movie. Uh, sounds kind of like Kingsman, where it's like, okay, there's a group of... They say it's the first special forces in existence that uh, they have to go out and kill some Nazis. Kind of oh. sounds inglorious bastards like. And it's uh, got Reacher in it. Yeah, Henry Henry Cavill and uh, Alan Richson, that's his name. That's uh, Reacher in the Amazon series. So uh, a couple big guys beating up Nazis in World War II with some funny British dialogue, I'm sure. Uh, it sounds like uh, it should be fun. So uh, that'll be out on uh, April 19th. So uh, Father Taxes. That's in, in movies, theaters? Yeah, that should be a bigger release. Uh, I think that might... Is that one of them? No, that was like Lionsgate or something, not MGM. I always get confused because MGM has a lion, you know? Like, yeah. Why would you then have another studio called Lionsgate? It's brand confusion. I don't like it. One of them's in front of the lion. What? It's, it's the gate of the lion. Oh, okay. Right. So they're in different physical yeah. locations. Come on, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Um, I mean, to me, it sounded like The Gentleman, I think that was called. Yeah, or I mean, uh, Man from Uncle was. Yeah, that as well, but since. Henry Guy Cavill Ritchie. and Guy Ritchie. Um, so. so it should be fun. Should be, you know, someone getting their ass whooped with, you know, not necessarily an umbrella, but, you know, yeah. along those there, lines. There's going to have to be a scene where Alan Richardson has to fight an even bigger guy. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, this guy's six foot nine. And Some like, German yeah. Nazi yeah. behemoth man. Does the punch in the stomach and the guy goes and shakes his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not should they. Writes itself. Yeah, writes itself. That okay, that should, it should be it should be Boban. Yeah. We've maybe already it seen is. It. He's already an, he's already an actor. <laughs> Just can't sure kill he, with the book. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he has some opinions on World War II. Uh, I don't know which side his country was on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if this isn't in this movie, we should write this one. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our, our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. I have one, and it's very brief. It's more so about the circumstances of the show that were surprising or striking to me. Well, I've got one plus another thing. So you have two. <laughs> I've got one as well. Oh, wow. Look at that. The one I watched was last night with Andy. But he's already seen it. Oh. Yeah. Not on my list, but... Uh, well... Let me just start then. You start us off, Andy. Uh, the one thing that I watched uh, over the past few weeks... Um, season four of You. This is the, uh, the one, like, trash TV show that I like. Uh... It's the, I don't even know the guy's name anymore. The guy from Gossip Girl. And he's a serial killer, but he also thinks he's a really nice guy. He's really I think that's books. a lot of serial killers. Yeah. And like he, real uh, ones, not TV show ones. <laughs> he goes around from place to place and things go wrong and he has to kill some people and then, you know, flee. And in this one, he's in London now uh, where he, he fits right in being a, you know, a pretend intellectual. 
Um, and yeah, these, these shows are, are really fun and stupid. Uh, not believable in any way. Cause it's like, yeah, he'd get caught in like the first second. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like watching it and always, always a little bit of mystery in there. Um, but yeah, that, that is, uh, going to come out with season five at some point this year and then the show will be over. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a, a nice little treat for me watching these over the years, but uh, it's going to come to a close soon, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. season four was it, was it was good fun with seeing a bunch of British actors, like real British people. You're like, oh, I don't know any of these people. That's nice. Now Pretty I do. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, I can go. I'll be pretty fast. Mostly, I want to talk, like I said, the, the circumstances. We've all seen the show. I was uh, in San Francisco over the weekend, so I, I started watching a little bit of Full House. You guys familiar? Yeah, heard of it. So... Some things came to mind. I mind you, I'm watching this now as an adult versus a, a child when I, I last watched it. Danny is 30 years old. Danny Tanner, the dad. Um, he turns 30 in one of the episodes in season one. DJ is about 11, so that makes him, you know, a teenager when she's born. He is in that big house. I looked this thing up, by the way. It's almost 4,000 square feet. It's like 3,700 square feet around 87 that house would have cost around four hundred and forty thousand dollars um it is now worth 5.2 by the way mm-hmm. um he is a, you know a, a, a brand new sports caster trying to get his start how in the world did he afford that also the other thing i didn't really write this down but watching this he's talking about how he's doing like the four the six, eight, and ten o'clock sports uh, showings. He would never be home. He would be at home while they're at school, and then dinner. He would never be home. But it's a show, obviously. Um, yeah. But that was the main thing. I was like, how the hell would this guy, you know, a nineteen-year-old? He's got a kid. Put some money away to save for this house, and that's not a lot now. Obviously, four hundred and forty thousand. But keep in mind, I mean, people were making like four bucks an hour back then. So, do we know the whole backstory? I mean, his wife dies, so she was only like 30 when she died. Which one's Danny Tanner? Bob Saget. Okay. We were just talking about him yesterday, right? Yeah, that's right. I thought of when I was thinking of him. I thought it was uh, David Schwimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was in the show or that one was alive? No, because there's there's a scene in... uh, This is... When Andy and I get into what we've been watching, there's a Simpsons episode that's... uh, there's a little spoil, a little preview. There's a Simpsons episode about the exorcist. Mm-hmm. And when the demon goes out of Maggie, it goes into Bart and he's like, get me out of here. He's like, this is worse than working with David Schwimmer. And oh. for whatever reason, I was like in my head when I said, when I said David Schwimmer and I knew who he was, but in my head, I saw Bob Saget. And then I told Andy, I'm like, David Schwimmer, it's a bummer. He passed away. And then Andy's like, what? <laughs> Uh-huh. And, then they, and then he thought I actually met Matthew Perry and I was like thinking of Bob Saget. That would make more mess. sense. Yeah, it's a whole, it was a whole mess. Um, but maybe, but I think this is wrong because we do know the wife's family. So maybe the wife's family had a bunch of money and they're like, hey, take care of the kids. Yeah, We're going to give yeah. you a million dollars. But then they're like, well, then we have our deadbeat son who wants yeah. to be a rock star. So he's 24 and his last God name was, was Cochran. They changed it. Yeah. So he falls in love with a, a, a lady who's coming to his guitar lesson. And 
I thought it was a goof, like he was, you know, struck by her. He couldn't think of his name. He's like, I'm Jesse Cochran. And I was waiting for the audience to laugh because they should have known that wasn't his name. But I guess they changed that, I think, in like season two or something. Uh, I guess, and obviously I haven't gotten there, but maybe they say, you know, that was my stage name. I thought that sounded rock and roll. I read that later uh, as a potential answer. But yeah, obviously he was uh, not rolling in the dough. Um, but I don't know. I thought that that part was the most uh, intriguing to me. Um, I mean, that's a, an American success story if I've ever seen one, I suppose. But yeah, I just checked that out. Um, that was about it. All right, then we want to talk about The Exorcist, as we already said. Yeah, so I uh, last night finally watched the the new Exorcist with uh, with Andy. I don't it's even The Exorcist, a believer, believer, and uh, yeah, I mean it was. Uh, whatever. I mean, it, obviously it was, you know, it's, we were talked about how we think it's just too much of a long buildup at the beginning until like stuff actually happens with like when the girls are possessed, like it's kind of like this whole, it's about 35, we paused it. It's about 35 minutes until the girls come back and start acting a little possessed and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. And I know it, this movie didn't get a lot of good, um, ratings from, uh, critics or audience actually. So I think it ended up being kind of a flop, but, uh, what I enjoyed was uh the you know the main moms in it, and then I got a surprise at the end with also who was in it, which I didn't expect. But um, you know, it's I don't really care about spoiling anything because this movie came out in what was it October now, so it's you know three months. But um, and it is available now on Peacock for I think at least a month now. So yeah, that's where we were able to watch it. Yeah, so I uh, enjoyed. Uh, I I mean, I just and I think I more so enjoyed like the. I think just the people that were, I guess, in it. I think my favorite part might have just been the very end. <laughs> like, but definitely, I mean, it had its, some scare moments, you know. I think, uh, I think we both enjoyed the character of Tony. Yeah. Uh, the, he was a little, the dad. Yeah. It was a, you know, I guess he had good intentions, but not, not a great guy and yeah. He failed and yeah, he fucked up a little bit at the end. He got tricked. But, uh, there's, uh, I think like the things, those movies that are always creepy that, like, they did it a few times with, uh, when the girls, uh, like hiding around a little bit throughout the house and stuff. And, you know, there's when that girl plays uh, the main character and his daughter, when they're uh, possessed, when she's possessed throughout the house, that's kind of a, uh, that's creepy at times, but, uh, and then they do a good job with the other chick, the, uh, who she's, uh, you know, when she's kind of, that's the one that the mom, the original mom comes in and sees. And it's kind of like, you know, they do a good job making her look really possessed. I mean, I, I was telling that to Andy the first, cause at first you see the, I'm just going to say the, the black chick first, you see her all like, there's like a whole like 10, 15 minutes of her, like with the dad and who is the main character in this movie, like in the house and weird stuff's going on. Like she pees her bed and shit like that. And then she's turning on and off the lights. And there's a moment where she goes to take a, he tells her to go take a shower. And then he goes in there and realizes like the whole bathtub is like black or whatever. And then, um, they finally, so it's about 15 minutes of her. So it's like, I was even joking with Andy, like, are we even going to get to see the other girl? And then finally they cut to the other girl and she's at church with her whole family, the the mom, the dad, and the, her two siblings. And she looks like shit. Like, like I was joking with Andy, like, how would you even let your daughter go to church looking like that? Like, she's all like already kind of a little cut up, looks pale, just looks awful. And it's like, you can tell obviously something's weird. And she's like picking up like the pamphlet with her feet or something like that. Just doing weird Weird shit, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it would have been probably cool to see, I guess, like in theaters in October or something just for the spirit of October. And I, you know, I guess it is cool that it was like, you know, 
the sequel, whatever to the, you know, had the original people, some of the original people in it and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing too amazing, you know, nothing, not like an iconic horror movie that's going to like stick with you. Just kind of, you know, something to put on the TV during spooky time. I I think we both ended up in the same spot of like, well, we'd watch another one. If they continue this, I'd, I'd still watch it. Like there's still potential there. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it's but, possession's always creepy. Like, yeah. I mean, one, one of the stuff. issues that I, to watching a second time, I kind of figured out some of the things that I didn't like about it. Uh, once they're possessed, there's no like back and forth, which I like the back and forth of like the girl does something weird and someone notices it, and then the next day she's totally fine. There was none of that. It was just like they're done. They're they're possessed. They're fucked up, and they're not. They don't get any better. Um, and I kind of, yeah. I kind of like that part of like the mystery of like, well, what's really going on? Um, and that just wasn't there in this one, but yeah, the girl, the girls are good at they I'm sure they had a lot of fun. <laughs> like, Hey, we're going to make you look horrible. And then you get to do weird shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andy, you had one more. So yeah, my one uh, last thing here is, uh, my top 10 for the second half of 2023. It's now, been a month since the end, the, the year ended, and I think I've watched pretty much everything that I'm gonna, gonna watch for 2023. Maybe a couple things over the, the years or something, but I think I got my top 10 here for the second half. So, uh, you guys ready for that? Oh, Born yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. So at, uh, number 10, I have Dream Scenario. This is the Nicolas Cage movie where, uh, the entire world starts dreaming of him. He's a, a college professor and a, small town and it's like why is everyone dreaming about this this weird guy so uh this is now available to rent it's not on streaming yet but it is available to rent for five bucks or whatever on wherever you want to get it from uh it's a 24 movie so like we were just talking earlier i don't know where those things are going to end up streaming because it seems like they signed a new deal used to be on showtime but it might be on netflix going forward but i don't really know but it is available to rent and it is a it is a lot of fun uh, number nine, I have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh. Uh, well, I had, I called it part one, but they actually have been, they're dropping that. So, uh, when they make the next Mission Impossible, it'll be not part two. It'll be a new subtitle. Uh, that is now on Paramount Plus as of like this week. So if uh, you didn't check that out in theaters, you can now watch that on Paramount Plus. And yeah, I, I rewatched it again. Um, I bought the disc and yeah, a lot of, still a lot of fun. Like it, it didn't do as well as they had hoped, but it was still still very good. Still some, you know, high quality stuff there. Uh, and then number eight, I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Uh, this is also on Paramount Plus. It's a Nickelodeon property. Uh, I love the animation style in this one. Uh, it was funny. It had '90s references, '90s rap music. Uh, it was cool. Good good voice cast of all of Seth Rogen's friends. Um, just, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun, very, in a very different story for, uh, I don't think anything you've ever seen from the, the turtles, uh, something different. Uh, number seven, I have poor things. Uh, this is, you know, got a bunch of Academy Award nominations. It's one of the, the best critically reviewed movies. Um, it's, it's great. Just super well done and, and super funny. Um, there's not a lot of comedies anymore. They don't really make them. And this is, I would say a, a real comedy. It is, it is funny. It is not. Um, it is not like a uh, super bad to name another Emma Stone movie. Uh, but it is, that, that's what we get now. Like we don't really get those types of movies anymore. So, uh, this is, this is what comedy is in 2024. 
Um, and that is not available anywhere to stream. You got to go to the theaters if they still have it, uh, but probably will be available to rent, uh, sometime soon. Um, at number six, I have Anatomy of a Fall. This is, uh, also got a bunch of Oscar nominations. This will might most likely win, uh, for foreign film. Uh, just a great legal thriller, um, about a, uh, you know, a couple where the, uh, the husband ends up dead at the bottom of their house. Um, a three-story house, and it's, did she push him? Did he commit suicide? It's the reverse of that this... thing in Pennsylvania. What? Was that a thing? Remember that? It, it was a documentary and oh, a Oh, right, short yeah. Series, the stair, the, the stair case, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in this, this case, it's like, okay, well, did she, yeah, push him out? Did he jump? We gotta find out. Is this, um, you know, another case about that is, too, is the Natalie Woods, I believe. Well, that was the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, What's-His-Face was on it. Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> Someone knows the truth. Yeah. Uh, this movie is available to rent right now. It doesn't seem like it's streaming, but uh, it's really good. Even though it's a foreign film, it is about half in English because it's I, – I talked about it before. It's it's a weird thing where the, the woman is German, but it takes place in France. So, they're like, hey, let's just do – we'll speak English because we both speak it. Uh, so, that's, that's nice. If you uh, hate subtitles, you can get through this one. Uh, at number five, I have The Iron Claw. Uh, this is very recent. I, I love this movie. Uh, just That's the I one said, with... Um, it's a wrestler, the, wrestler yeah, with Zac uh, Efron. And um, the guy that was in Stranger... I mean, uh, Mindhunter? Yes, Holtz, Macklin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that for good. the first hour, it's super fun just watching these, these bros based, hang out. Based on a true story? Yeah. Cool. And then the second half is devastating when you know okay. tragedy starts to happen oh my goodness to this whole family and it's just uh yeah very good so this, this is an a24 movie it's not available to rent or anything right now you got to go out to the theaters but uh, it, it's maybe worth it uh number four i've got killers of the flower moon uh this is available to stream now on apple tv plus um i don't know like I'd, I'd like to watch this again especially at my own pace in my own home yeah um, i'm probably gonna watch that this weekend but yeah, I mean, you you have the luxury of maybe stopping it at two hours and you know picking it up later. Yeah, um, I might it, even it make a it story. a three night premiere, Andy. We'll yeah, see. Okay. Uh, but it is just like you know master filmmaking and just great performances and everything. It's it, it's it's so good, and it is such a uh, interesting story of of America. Like I'd say a, a ignored part of America, but very much part of our history. Um, and then number three, I've got to talk to me. This was my favorite Ooh. horror movie of the year. I just thought it was so original. And I, you know, I love the, the young Australian cast of people I have no idea. Like Australian people are just naturally entertaining to me. Uh, <laughs> most of us are just, uh, I don't know. They're all, they're all cool. Um, even when they're like terrible, like some of these people, some of these characters were terrible people, but you know, they were still Australian. Um, this is also not on streaming right now and you can rent it. You can also, I, I bought the disc, so uh, but it's 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 very very good horror movie. Number two, I've got Godzilla minus one. This is a big surprise to me. <laughs> uh, Japanese Godzilla movie. Um, like you know, I guess they they know how to make them there. Uh, but this is definitely the best one they've ever made. Like technically, uh, they it's not a guy in a suit you know stomping on uh, models. Uh, this is very very good looking. They did get nominated for best special effects. Um, there's a nice little video of their, their team there, like celebrating their, their nomination. Cause you don't see, you don't see foreign movies get nominated for, um, like those type of awards. So that's, that was a big deal for them. Uh, but just super well done, like good story. Uh, you actually like 
feel for the characters and get to know them. It's not just, they're not just nobodies that the monster comes and beats up, but uh, yeah, great, great post-war movie. Cause that's, I mean, that's fascinating. Post-war Japan is like super interesting. They, they got their asses kicked like in one of the worst things that ever happened in history happened to them and they made it through and made it through pretty well. And they delivered us, you know, great cars and great video games. So, uh, you know, and they beat Godzilla. So they're, they're, they're great people. Uh, and then number one, uh, very much related to Godzilla, uh, Oppenheimer. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Oppenheimer, there would no be a Godzilla. I don't know. It's true. Know that, but, but, uh, that's, that's the backstory of Godzilla is, uh, a mutant that was uh, exists because of uh, nuclear testing in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, yeah, that's how Godzilla was invented. Uh, but yeah, this is this is. I don't know if it's the best movie of the year. It is going to win the Oscar. It is the best movie technically. Like it is everything that Christopher Nolan's been doing the last twenty years. You know, led up to this to make uh, a super interesting, engaging biopic a movie by history there's no there's no joker in this movie yet it is still just as as captivating um and it's just yeah truly an achievement i think that'll uh be thought of for years and phenomenal uh, filmmaking win a bunch of awards i think it it did get the it tied for the most nominations ever i don't think everyone seems like no one ever can get past that but uh, i think they got whatever it was 13 or something um, if you haven't seen this, uh, it will be streaming soon. It's not streaming yet. I believe in two weeks it'll be on Peacock. So before oh, wow. the awards, it'll it'll be out there. So um, I'd like to see it again. I don't know if I should watch it on Peacock. I don't think that's the way uh, Chris Nolan intended to, for you to watch the movie. But uh, I think it is being re-released in some theaters now, and I think some IMAX screenings as well. But um, I did not watch it on IMAX, and I don't think I don't think that's necessary. But it is still. Better to watch it on a, on a big screen, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe maybe for a, a repeat view, I'll have to go buy the disc. I do have I do have the rest of the Christopher Nolan collection, so yeah, maybe I should complete that. Keep it intact. Yeah, well, it's a solid list, Andy. Yeah, no, it's it's fun doing looking back at the year. I mean, I watch I watch like a hundred movies a year, hundred new movies a year. So uh, this is the top. Breaking it up into two halves is the best way of doing it. If you're, if you're up there, that's, it's a good, good achievement. So I'll say, uh, yeah, I'm going to send all of these directors a little Tony's take note. Yeah. Saying good job. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up uh, for episode 361 of the Tony Steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road and yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. <laughs>